0: one all right all right all right yo 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 what it do what it do it's your boy yellow the boy and i am here today with mr nick logan mr nick logan has definitely been in his profession for quite some time. I'm, I'm just talking to him right before we actually got started here. And uh, Mr. Nick Logan actually does something that I'm I've always been intrigued about. He's a Muay Thai instructor and author and also a host of the controversial controversial P- Podcast. Mr. Nick Logan, please enlighten us about what you do. Welcome to YTP Entertainment. We are grateful to have you
1: here. Thanks for having me. It's uh, the pleasure is all here. So thank you a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. What I do is I can put it simply. I want to make, I want to help young men become good men and good men become great men. This is what I do. And I do this while either teach them about martial arts I create a lot of content on what it means to become a good man, how you become a good man, why you should become a good man, and what happens to you if you don't become a good man. And then when they're older, I will teach them how to go after what I like to call their personal legends, what their purpose is, what is the reason they were put on this earth. That is the second thing that I do for them is to show them to do similar things to me, to just leave your nine-to-five, do what you want to do, what your calling is, and grow a pair of balls to actually go after it.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. You know, that is one of the toughest things is actually going after your goals. And because a lot of us set so many other things in our lives as priorities, we don't actually... Mm -hmm look at what it means to actually go after what it is that you want to do once you find your niche you know and that's the key thing is to find your niche in life so what are some of the principles that you teach in order to help these men become better men
1: well first off i you know one of the things this i haven't started but this is the next thing the i I see there's three phases in a man's life Mm-hmm. The first phase is between boy and a man. How does a boy become a man? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the West, we forgot all about rite of passages. We don't teach our boys that in order to become a man, you need to prove yourself. You need to prove to your family, to your loved ones, to your community, that you're worth of them. That you're, you have the responsibility you understand that becoming a man comes with a price and you're ready to pay that price you're ready to be tested and you need to be tested you need to be successful and once you are successful your tribe, your community, your family will accept you as a man will celebrate you as a man and will give you the responsibility that is attached to becoming a man Yeah, then Then you need to become a good man. Once a boy is a man, he needs to understand that there are responsibilities that comes with being a man. Mm -hmm. And those responsibilities are selfish, are selfless. My apologies. You need your duty as a man when you are a younger man is to become a protector. You need to learn how to fight. You need to learn how to defend yourself so that one day when you have a family, you can take care of them. You need to become a provider because at the end of the day, a man protects his family and provides for his family. Yeah. This is why a young man needs to be selfless and think about others, which is his family, his loved ones. And then there, in my opinion, there's five virtues that a young man should possess. Two first one being a protector, being a provider. He needs to develop courage. He needs to have the balls to go after what he wants and what he needs to do. He needs to understand that he needs to face his fears. No matter how he feels about it, courage is not a lack of fear. Courage is having the balls to do something that scares the shit out of you. So this is one. This is the third virtue. The fourth one being... Temperance. You need to learn to control your emotions. You need to control your emotions, your actions, and your reactions. Those are the only three things you control in life, and you need to understand how to control them. And the fifth one is faith. You need to have faith in yourself. You need to have faith in others, and you need to have faith in something that's greater than us all that will help you achieve what your purpose is once you become a good man once you are a good man and you provided for your family you did your duty as a man it is time to become selfish and see what you want to do as a man that middle life crisis that 40 year old men like me go through mm-hmm. we need to understand that is it's not a joke it's not the stupid bald headed fat guy that's looking for a sports car that's dating younger women because he can't deal with the fact that he has accomplished nothing in his life
0: yeah the
1: midlife crisis is one of the most beautiful moment in a man's life where he gets to finally do introspection unto himself and figure out what he's meant to do why god why the universe why nature however you want to call it why did they put you on this planet and what is your purpose? It is time at that age to figure it out and go after it. So to me, those are the three stages in a man's life. And right now I help older men, but I also help younger men. I'm writing, I just finished writing my first book, which is on accomplishing your, going after your personal legend. So it's for men that are 35 to 45. I'm already and the ebook is out on Amazon for now. Mm-hmm. I just put it down on distribution, so it will be available everywhere. On uh, you, you'll be able to order it at Barnes and Nobles. You'll be able to order it from Amazon if you want to as a soft book, so as a physical book.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: right now, my narrator is finishing up the audio book, so that will be available too. My second book is already being written. I'm probably a third way through the second book, but it's going to be exclusively on the five virtues of a good man this is my biggest goal is to help young men that grew out without a father i didn't have a father presence when i was young i didn't have a strong masculine force there to show me the way i did a lot of stupid shit when i was younger and i want to help young men not to go through those mistakes that i've made and become good men become great men eventually this is my calling this is why i'm here Sorry for the long speech, but I'm oh, fucking passionate no, no. about this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you, I'm very passionate about that as well. Um, my first book, which is called Redeem Love, it's a double-edged sword. The purpose of the book was to show women that there is a man out here that actually understands some of the things that they go through, and on the Beautiful. side, is to teach men how to interact and how to talk to women again, because a lot of the male figures, cause I don't call them men until I've proven that you are a man. A lot of the male figures have actually um, forgotten what it means to actually treat a woman the way she's supposed to be treated and not treat her as if she's your object. A woman is not an object. She's just as human as you are, if not more, seeing as though the fact that she brings people like us into this world. She doesn't have any control over who she brings into this world, but the fact that she birthed you, that deserves far more respect than anything you can possibly think of when it comes to how you treat a woman. So the other thing is I very, very, very adamant about men understanding women, because in order for us to have a companion, we need to be able to understand women. We know that men and women speak differently, think differently, do things differently. Women are very emotional creatures. We're supposed to be logical creatures. But If you don't know how to tie the two together, then we're just as foreign to one another as we are to anybody else. So, with that in mind, (laughs) I'm very passionate about it too. So, (laughs) that's a
1: beautiful thing because it's one of the biggest problems that I see with men. And it is is. not only do they not understand themselves, Mm -hmm. they don't understand. Their values. They don't understand how to choose a woman. They don't understand what a woman wants. They don't understand how women chooses men. They don't even are aware that ninety five percent of women fight for the top five percent of men until they're about twenty nine years old. So becoming a top five percent should be the priority of every single woman out there that wants to have a family. If you want to have the pick at the best woman possible, be the best man that you can be because she deserves a good man as much as you deserve a good woman.
0: Yes. And one of the key things, too, is always, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, just know your limitations. Always know your limitations and always be willing to compromise because. A lot of times, based on the way that one person was raised versus the way the other person is raised, the male and the female, those things dictate how that person has come to be in this present lifetime. And when you understand this person's past, it allows you to understand this person's present. And if you allow yourself enough time to get away from the physicalities, get away from the, this is my representative in front of me right now. That's one of the things that as humans, we need to eliminate. We need to eliminate the representative and deal with the true self at all times. Because the representative may be okay But only for a hot second. We don't need a representative for a whole year and a half. We need a representative for that hot second to say, hey, this is who I can be. And then after that, show the correlation between you and that representative within a matter of five minutes. Get it all out there. Put it all out there on the line. Because you can't play with A person who wants a long-term relationship you have to give them what they want and you have to want what they want and then you meet in the middle
1: (laughs) but do you do you not think that the although i agree a hundred percent with what you're saying i do find that the average person men or woman, does not know themselves so if you don't know yourself how can you be in a relationship with somebody else Mm -hmm. when you don't even know what you want Mm -hmm. what you're looking for, what your values are, so you don't even know how to pick a woman unless you're using your dick. I I say that all the time, but love is a logical thing. It's a choice you make every fucking day to to love somebody. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a choice that you decide that, you know what, I love my girlfriend, I love my wife, and this is a choice. It is not meant to be chemicals in your brain that's lust Mm -hmm. there's a very big difference between lust and love but unfortunately I think this is not taught like we don't have a lot of people don't have that knowledge Mm -hmm. and they believe that infatuation is love Yeah. and then they wonder why between 6 months and 18 months when that honeymoon phase is gone Mm -hmm. when those hormones are not judging clouding your judgment Mm -hmm. why the hell they're breaking up every year why do they get a new relationship every year because you've never allowed yourself to get to know the other person for real you don't know yourself how the fuck can you find somebody else to love
0: true that's true one of the things that i teach is the first law of nature and anybody who's in tune with nature knows that the first law of nature is self-preservation So of course I 100% agree with you have to get to know you. And that's one of the things that I teach in my wife's gentlemen's club. I teach the guys, you have to know who you are. You have to know what you are. You have to know your limitations. You have to know what you're willing to accept in a relationship. You have to know what you're willing to compromise with in a relationship. But more importantly, You have to know who you are in order for any of that to work. (laughs) And that goes on for any,
1: it does not matter what it is. It's not just relationship. It's life as a whole. Your first goal should be to know who you are right now, not who you were 15 years ago. Speaking from a 40 year old's perspective,
0: Mm -hmm. a lot
1: of the men my age in their head, they're still 25 when they look in the mirror, it doesn't make sense to them. Their brain cannot do the correlation between their physical self and mindset that yes. It's not just a 20-year-old problem, it's an ongoing problem, which is again introspection is the key. And but it's not taught the way it should be taught. People are ignorant to the fact that they need to reflect on their decisions and their daily decisions. Not when shit hits the fan, yeah. even when thing goes well, why are things going well? What am I doing? That's allowing this to happen. What am I doing wrong? Like the honesty that it takes to look at yourself in the mirror and call your own bullshit yeah. is not a skill that is developed very often anymore.
0: It's not. It's not. That is so true. <laughs>
1: it's unfortunate because everything starts there.
0: everything 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 starts
1: starts starts there
0: everything starts with self it doesn't matter who you are where you came from what your background is who taught you this who taught you that everything starts with self and
1: the expression that says that if you want to know the world know yourself yes you are you know we can get spiritual on this if we are a direct representation of god that means that by knowing myself, I get to know God. Mm-hmm. So it always starts, whatever you read, it doesn't matter that it's Buddhism, doesn't matter that it's the Bible, they will always talk the importance of self-discovery because you are a reflection of the world. Mm-hmm. Knowing yourself is knowing the universe.
0: Yeah, spirituality is definitely a key thing to carrying oneself to a higher mm-hmm. level of oneself first and foremost let's get to a higher level of oneself first and foremost we need to know ourselves in the present but we need to know ourselves on a spiritual level as well because without the two working together you're asking for destruction (laughs) you're asking to constantly look at things and say why am i having such bad luck it's not that you're having bad luck is that you did not take the time out to get to know who you are, what you are, what your limitations are, what you're willing to accept, and what you're willing to compromise on. You didn't do that. And as long as don't ever do that, you never, never have the type of lifestyle that you desire or or however you want to look at it.
1: We, we've become too... Um specialize as a culture and as a a society. We see everything. We are so over-specialized in everything, even in our jobs and the way that we think. We only see different pillars everywhere without realizing that they're all interconnected. Take your mind, your body, and your spirit. If you treat your body like garbage, your mind will operate like garbage. (laughs) Your body directly... I feed my body the nutrients that it needs. I give it the exercise that it requires so that my mind can operate at the level that I need it to operate. Mm -hmm. And then I I have a spiritual practice that interconnects, that that forms the connection between my mind, my body, Mm -hmm. and whatever's above, whatever the fuck you want to call it. (laughs) My spirituality connects me with the rest of the world the rest of the universe that's true but we don't teach the uh, holistic like when i talk about this to most people they're like you're crazy stop doing so much drugs (laughs) but that's the face i make you're exactly exactly it's (laughs) it's it's my this world this society of ours is mind-blowing
0: yes it is it is and it's to a high degree too because when we think about, like, one of the things that I also talk about is how our ancestors were stripped and robbed of the things that we we're supposed to have today to teach us to be the type of men that we should be. When I would say dating back, just as an example, dating back to slavery when they were beaten and told that they were going to be named this or told to do this or do that. A lot of those... um moral values that they had before that time frame were stripped away from them but then now let's go even further back when you had people that were servants people that were living in such poverty that they couldn't think of anything except for how to survive or Mm -hmm. to get trying to get themselves out of position where they can finally have a free mindset but what if they never made it to that point only thing that they could think about was okay, surviving. I, yes, I have to do that. Definitely surviving. But when yeah. they had the children, I have to do this. I have to do that, and let me give you a little bit here, and let me go continue to try to survive, and so I can take care of you now. And it it was such levels of stress that they didn't get a chance to teach the children to be the better people that they were supposed to be as they were growing. So you're absolutely right. There's a lot more to this than most people even know about. Most people mm-hmm. are not taking the time out to find out these things. And if they don't find out these things, like take, for example, ancient etiquettes. In ancient etiquettes, one of the things that's taught in ancient etiquettes is that we're not supposed to shake a woman's hand. We're supposed to greet a woman, not yep. shake her hand. But how many men today think that, oh, I'm being a business professional or I'm being professional by shaking everybody's hand. That's not how it goes. You're disrespecting a woman when you're shaking her hand. If you're not greeting her as a woman, then you're not acknowledging her as a woman. so That's that's
1: sexist, bro. You can't do that anymore. That's sexist. Stop being so sexist. (laughs) You're such a sexist man. But it's true, though. We're not allowed to... We live in a world now where saying that a woman has roles and a man has roles in a relationship mm-hmm. is taboo. How is that taboo when it's been like that for five thousand years? Same but more. ten years ago, we all decided. <laughs> oh, of course it's more. But recorded history has always been like that. Yes. But today we can't. You know how, uh, as a guy that's done twelve years of high-end sales, and I've spoke to so many women professionally. If I would have treated her different during a meeting, like the way I greeted them, mm-hmm. I would have been in so much shit. I would have never sold anything. and But <laughs> showing respect to women now is almost like it's disrespect. You want to be respectful and it's perceived as disrespectful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing that I've learned and I want to share this with you because I see that you're... Just as passionate as I am, <laughs> one of the things that I've learned is that what what I do is, I, when they stick their hand out, instead of me shaking that right hand, I stick my left hand out to greet them and just to hold their hand firmly. No shakes, no none of that. Hold their hand firmly, give them that nice little friendly bow, and when I do that, I'm educating them at the same time that I'm doing it. Yeah. What so do you
1: think I, about the European kisses? Because I'm French, right? What do you think uh, about the greeting women with... Because to me, that's natural.
0: It's, like, to it me, is. greeting, it is. greeting it a is woman... Also, it's also culturally biased. So depending yeah. on what that person's culture is, they dictate how they pay the women respect. But they dictate how... Because to me, that makes sense. Respect.
1: Yes. To me, that makes 100% sense. And it's nothing sexual. But in a professional format... Can you imagine? I walk into an office of one of the of the senior directors. She turns uh-huh. out to be a woman. Uh-huh. I shake the hand of another director and I give three kisses to the di- to the to the female director. <laughs> I would have lost my job right there.
0: <laughs> well, but yet, the it's, a pr- it's respectful. Right. It is. It's so
1: it respectful. Is. I'm from a European background, so to mm-hmm. me, it's so normal to just give three kisses to a woman and it's not sexual in any way. It's just respectful. You're not a man. I'm treating you with more kindness, with more compassion because you are a more compassionate, a more You said humans. they are more humans because they're so in touch. No, but they're filled with emotions. Yes. Is is there something more beautiful than a very emotional woman? A woman that just lets go and be in her feminine energy? There's nothing more beautiful to a heterosexual man than that. So why wouldn't I physically embrace that Mm-hmm. I treated her with a different type of respect that I do a man. I yeah. never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely fucking right.
0: <laughs> well, think about this too, which is also a part of um, an African as well as uh Hebrew and some European cultures where they do instead of because of today's society, they'll do the cheat to cheat. Yep, they- yep, yep, yep. Make the kissing sound but they're not actually kissing them yeah that's, but that's what i do I but that's what i sound. do yeah
1: but that's what we do there's no lip touching right we're not physically i don't physically touch the cheek yes. it's really just mwah, mwah. it's yes. exactly how you describe yes. you make the noise but it's cheek on cheek It there's no kissing
0: yeah but did you know that even in the um the culture of the Europeans with the with the cheek to cheek, it's not only they're showing the women the respect, but it's also showing them that you can connect with them on the mental oh, level. That's be- oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling I you, homework, brother. I did my homework. <laughs> I love it. I I
1: I love to be educated. Good for you. I oh, did not. <laughs> I did not realize that it it had such a deep connection like an emotional connection as in you are an emotional creature you're not logical the way i am so i will connect with you on an emotional level to show you that i understand yes. you that's brilliant i did not think that it was like that but that's I got a
0: good one. i got a good one for you <laughs> this is going this is probably going to trip you out because it trips most men out when i say this my wife Is both logical and emotional. So she's a dude. So you married a dude? No, hell no. (laughs) Just (laughs) just messing with you. She connects with both. No, I'm. She connects with both, and that's the first time I've ever seen a woman that's able to connect with both. And I kid you not, like I said, today is our anniversary. 26 years, yes. It's been beautiful the whole entire time. The whole entire time. And most guys look at it like, "What? how can a woman be logical? Yes, a woman. says oh, She, can, can. she can. Yes. But that means
1: she's done a lot of work on herself. That's what it means. That means that she's very conscious of, I, I'm ready to <laughs> bet that she's capable to switch from one to the other. <laughs> and she's fully aware that she's being logical compared to being emotional. It's yes. a, it's a, it's a, it's a decision. Yeah. She's, she's aware. It's a actual focused decision <laughs> that she makes. But that's beautiful. In yes. the same way that we can be very feminine too, yeah. in a way where we embrace our emotions. Yes. And I do be like with my between you and I and whoever listens to this. I am not the type of guy that looks like I'm very emotional, but yet put a movie that is somewhat emotional. And I'm the type of guy that cries during a movie. This is my, this is my feminine side, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I embrace that. That is, that is part of who I am.
0: Look, I don't look at you any differently because when there's emotional movies, I do tend to have, on the on the internal, I'm not actually yeah. fine, but yeah. internally, my emotions get raveled. And yeah. I don't care who doesn't like it or who sees this or who has something to say about it. By all means, say whatever you need to say. But before you say anything, educate yourself. <laughs> but
1: it's part... The, you know, I tell men to have control over the emo- their emotions and most of the time it's translated in their ears as in they cannot be emotion they exactly. cannot show emotion they can't be emotional but yet this is not what I'm saying at all a woman gets to be emotional all the time most women let's talk about your wife as a different person but being feminine is embracing your emotions yeah. as a man your job is to control them and know when it there, it's the time and place to be emotional Yes. There's, there's something I like to explain it this way: a man, uh, a man is a woman's rock,
0: mm-hmm. and a
1: woman is a man's weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is how it is. He gets to be weak and show his emotion to his to his partner. Yes, but he needs to be a rock most of the time because she lives in an emotional state a hundred percent of the time, or almost. There's no one I go in this oh, just for shits and giggles. I'm like, how would you feel if I was as emotional as you? No. The look she gave me. Are you are you fucking crazy? <laughs> like, are you nuts? <laughs> no, but but it's true. Look at That's look true. at men today. <laughs> men are men are women today, and women are men. Yeah. And they wonder why the connection doesn't work. <laughs> they wonder why the, we're the same thing. Why can we not get along because you're supposed to be on opposite spectrum and <laughs> you're supposed to not complete each other but you're supposed to um oh shit what's the word I'm looking for um
0: embrace, embrace complement you're
1: is. supposed to complement each in other moderation. you're supposed to fit yeah <laughs> yes in moderation yeah. yes i agree in with moderation. that too <laughs> well
0: i agree because we can we can only be emotional for so long. The women yep. can only be the ones that have that possess the ability to do so. They're yep. logical for so long, but at the same time, nature is going to always run its course, irregardless. Of course. So if it's natural for the woman to be logical and um, emotional, that's what's going to happen. Nature's going to take its course and it's logical. If it's for her to only be emotional, that's what's going to happen. If it's the man to be emotional, nature's taking this course, that's what's going to happen. But we have to do things in moderation. We have to do it when it's appropriate, not try to do it as a tool of uh, manipulation. We don't do it that way. Because that means that absolutely right. You you're wasting wasting energy and putting energy out there in the atmosphere that somebody else can grasp a hold to and we don't need that. We don't need that at all. So I have a question for you. In your teachings, how does the um the how does the emotions tie into Muay Thai?
1: Oh that's a very well, wow. I've never been asked that. Um, you know what i would say that most most fighters are very emotional creatures Mm -hmm. are very run by the emotion in a way that it takes a lot of balls to step into a ring it takes a lot of courage to decide to go face another man in battle to do it not as in a fluke something Mm -hmm. that just happens in the street but to prepare yourself mentally and i think that emotions again they so need to be controlled for men and even women fighters because it is very masculine to fight Mm -hmm. when a woman is fighting she's in her masculine energy she's in her more logical sense Mm -hmm. of the masculine but she needs you know one of the things that i wish i would have integrated more is meditation practice through martial art because i'm somebody that meditates every day multiple times a day Mm -hmm. and unfortunately in the west when you look at martial art especially you have martial arts let's say like muay thai that comes from thailand Mm -hmm. in thailand the 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 biggest religion not that i call it a religion but let's call it that is buddhism Mm -hmm. so everybody understands what buddhism is Mm -hmm. they so they don't teach it into muay thai there's a lot of ceremonies that are meant to thank your elders to thank your trainers to thank your ancestors. Mm. I don't know if you ever seen the dances, the muen Boran, that they do.
0: I have the way
1: that. they. You have to seal the ring when you step into the ring. You have to seal the ring to make sure that bad spirits don't come in. So mm. there's a component of spirituality, but because it is so ingrained in their cultures, it doesn't make it to the West. That part of muay thai is not really taught by people here. They teach yeah. the combat aspect of it, the martial art itself, Mm -hmm. but they don't integrate Buddhist teachings within the martial art itself. Like, think about Kung Fu. You got monks living in monasteries in the middle of nowhere that are some of the most peaceful people on the planet that will refuse to fight. But put them in a question of survival, they will fucking kill you 20 different ways because (laughs) they understand that there is a monster that you and I as men have inside of us mm-hmm. through martial art. You understand how to become dangerous, how to use that monster to be a vicious, vicious creature. And through meditation and through temperance, you learn to leash that monster, put it into a corner that he's just a good boy. He's just a big dog sitting there. But the second that your loved one's life is threatened, you unclip, that leash and the monster does what the monster needs to do, right?
0: Yes. This
1: is what's missing of martial art. We're teaching the killer portion of martial art, how to become a dangerous, but we don't attach it in a spiritual sense to say, listen, life is about causing the less harm possible that you consciously can do. Mm -hmm. You are becoming somebody so dangerous. You have such a monster Inside of you, because you are a man, we are aggressive by nature, and strong men are extremely dangerous men mm-hmm. that have it under control. But we don't pass that through teachings anymore. We don't integrate that part of spirituality, of self control, of loving the next person while still being dangerous. We're only teaching either the spirituality portion of it or. martial art portion of it but when i in during covet time in canada all the gyms closed for a very long time Mm -hmm. so i i had to stop teaching i stopped teaching altogether and i concentrated on myself Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: the day that i start at the end of my uh, at the end i was starting to make people meditate at the end so you'd go for an hour and a half the last 10 minutes Mm -hmm. I just want you to relax. And this is a practice that I do every day. I go to the gym six times a a week. I Mm -hmm. was there just earlier. And the last 10 minutes, I stretch for 10, 15 minutes. And then I will meditate for 5 to 10 after every single session. Because my mind was in a killer mode during that training time. I was pushing it as much as I could. Mm -hmm. I cannot reintegrate the world with a violent mind. With Mm -hmm. an aggressive mind, I need to put it back to zero, and then I can rejoin Mm -hmm. the regular world without feeling that I need to kill someone.
0: Yeah, because you have to have time for for understanding because any person that understands the difference between um, understanding something and rationalizing, because in every situation, it's not always about let me attack, let me beat you up, let me hurt you, let me do this to you. Some situations can actually be um, de-escalated by just simply opening your mouth, saying something that makes sense to that other person, and you both walk away. And it's it's nothing after that. But...
1: De-escalation drills are not taught in martial arts either. Oh, that's... This is one of the biggest problems that I see is developing the skill to have somebody in your face screaming at you wanting to hurt you Mm -hmm. but knowing that they are not going to do anything but you are ready to defend yourself why not while you know how much i don't care you are better than me
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly
1: that you can squash that situation just to say you know what you're angry you're way better than i am although i could probably kill you in three different ways right now Mm -hmm. i will acknowledge that you're better than me just so that we can both walk away Mm -hmm. put your ego aside and it's not understand that it's not worth it but this is not taught this normally is learned after doing something really stupid um, where you almost end up in jail, or you do end up in jail, yeah. to realize, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have learned to discipline myself and my mind and yeah. just walked away.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, the ego is probably one of the most powerful things that a man faces on a daily basis. Um Hundred percent. Say, for example. If a situation happens, and let's say, for example, a guy called you a, a faggot. Now you know you are heterosexual, but it, just say a guy called you a faggot just to pretty much taunt you. Why yep. your ego kicks in and you're like, "Who are you calling a faggot, man?" I would do this. I would, do this. and then it's like that—that that macho, egotistic person comes out instead of that rational, understanding person. That okay, you're trying to taunt me. I'm not going to fall for your crap. I know who I am. You don't know who I am. So let's not even allow you to get that much energy or power over me. I refuse to let that happen.
1: It's a control thing.
0: Yes. People
1: don't understand that if you are are easy to taunt, that means that I can easily control you. Mm -hmm. That means that any given, let's say that I don't like you. Mm -hmm. That means that as per the law, I could step to you and call you a homo. You turn around, you take a swing at me right then and there. That's self-defense bro. And I get to kick your ass. Yeah. You're so easily controlled that I can fuck with you to kick your ass. So not only am I kicking your (laughs) ass physically, but I beat you mentally. (laughs) But I don't, again, this is one of the things that I don't understand how this simple simple truth is not taught more on the complete opposite men things that they need to defend the honor of people what a bunch of rubbish
0: (laughs) well when you look at all the things that have been taken out of society as a whole not just from one particular sect of people but looking at everything that's been taken away from society as a whole it allows you to have a better understanding but at the same time how many things can you list that's been taken away? <laughs> you know what I'm we, saying? I mean, we just, have yeah. the
1: worst education system.
0: <laughs> we do. We,
1: are, we do not teach anything of... We don't really teach that much value to kids anymore. No. No. We are, I, we are I, filling I, I, up... <laughs> we're training them to be workers. We're training them to fit in a box. We're training them to obey. Basically... <laughs> For lack of a better term, we're breeding. It's a new type of slavery. If you look at it, it's mental, the way we treat them
0: It's mental shackles and chains. And absolutely, I refuse to yeah. do that to my children. I, I teach my children about a lot of different things that we've talked. As you about.
1: should, as yeah. a man, that's your job. As a parent, that's your job. Yeah. You shouldn't. De- you shouldn't depend on the state to raise absolutely. your kids, and then be pissed off that the kids an idiot. Yeah, that's your fault, bro.
0: That's <laughs> on you. That is. That's so true. <laughs> when you teach your when you allow the city, the state, or whomever to teach your children, you're asking for a destruction. You really are.
1: Don't be mad. Don't be mad afterwards, because you you that was your decision.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And one of the other things too that. I feel is important is being in the type of relationship that I'm in, being with my soulmate, the beautiful thing is we learn from each other. It's not, it's not one-sided, it's not biased. We learn from each other. And when our children come to us with something, we can, if she's more dominant in the subject or the topic, she can take over that the topic or that subject. If I'm more dominant, then I can take over that topic or subject. But also, if something piques the interest, we'll go back to the drawing board, back to the table. And we're talking about these things again until we can come to something that actually deems or wreaks the truth. And we continue to keep it moving, you know. So is that something blessed.
1: you teach? Is that something yes. you teach? to? That's, that, that's some stuff that you put out there? Because yes. <laughs> a lot of parents, I'm not a parent yet, but I can tell you that a lot of parents need to hear this. Yes. Because <laughs> this has been forgotten. Yes, all, yes. I, all I see from most parents now is that they want to be friends with their kids. God. And this blows my mind. You're supposed to be a guide, an authority figure. That you're supposed to be there to help them. Not to be friends with them. Not until they're older.
0: Mm -hmm. And right now, we have adult children. There's only one left. (laughs) This is a 13-year-old. (laughs) Uh-oh. Good for you. How many kids do you have? I have six. Jeez. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. Good for you. But there's never
0: a moment where we stop teaching our children. Because as long as they're growing... We're growing with them, but we're also growing on other levels too, based on of our course. age, our age bracket, the things that we learn, the things that we continue to research, the things that we continue to study, we're still growing too. And our children are going to continue to do the same thing as long as we lead by example, they're following that pattern and it'll never stop. We constantly have something to bring to the table to talk about. We literally have family debates. And I'm, when I tell you, it's so much fun because we get to see what they've learned today, what they're learning, what they what they're bringing to the table today. That we can combat some of that with the stuff that we learned today, as well as the stuff that we've been doing from the past. And at the end of it, everybody learns something. We walk away with a smile and come back and do it again.
1: And you know, what the most beautiful thing is of what you just said there is that you're capable, you taught your kids to be accepting of criticism, which is another big thing that I see that's lacking today is if I interact with so much people on a daily base off of social media mm-hmm. and how many people attack me for saying something because they do not have the knowledge to debate me and Uh they do not have the understanding that i might have information that they do not possess that even if they don't agree with me right now you should give me a chance to listen to what i have to say then make up your mind as to does that resonate with me is he right is he wrong what, how do I feel about what he just said? But this in itself is a skill that we don't teach our youth anymore. That's Automatically, true. if if we're teaching them that their feelings are important to a point where they're becoming facts. If I say something you don't like and you're pissed off at what I'm saying, I shouldn't have the rights to say it because it, it, it triggered me.
0: Right. Oh, j-
1: <laughs> so good job. So good job.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that is mostly, I think that is mostly verbiage because I'll tell you, when you first started out, you know, after the show got started, when you first started out, it was the way that you were saying things. I had to sit back. I had to listen and really pay attention. And then you explained how passionate you are about making sure that men become better men. And I was like, Eureka. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends. like some people are not articulate enough to sit back and let's say, let you finish and then see how everything that you said adds up. Once you see how everything that you said adds up, now I understand like, got it, got it. I see where you're going with that. You may say it differently than the way that I would say it, but we're basically saying the same thing. And what matters is that you're saying something that makes sense. You're saying it in the way that you feel you need to say it. It's not about how everybody else feels you need to say it, but it is about interpretation. If they yep. can listen and understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from, then all would be well. Because it's not that you're saying anything wrong. It's just, I mean, you talk the way that you talk. You talk with 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 some force with some authority and that's fine but it regardless of how much force and authority listen to what you're saying
1: <laughs> and another thing that people don't get especially on social media is that there's a way to grab people's attention yes If i was talking if i was talking like this with my shoulders with my shoulders <laughs> no i'm a 205 pound man and i'm muscled <laughs> I stand straight. I talk loud so that the people in the back can hear me. Yes. If, do I sound like a dick sometime? Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? I am trying to create a reaction out of people that agree and disagree with me. Right. I want people to engage with me. Yes. So I'm creating content that will not rub people the wrong way, but that will trigger a response that will say, oh, whoa, 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 what the fuck, what? <laughs> but this is, I'm inviting the conversation. I want to there interact is. with people that want to know more about my content and that wants to know more about my way of thinking. And the way you deliver your message is not gonna appeal To the same people that my message appeal to, even though our message is the same, we're talking to the same people, but you're talking to a different type of you're talking to a subset of that people Uh of that group, and I'm talking to the other subset, I come from an extremely competitive background, I'm surrounded by fighters. Yes. I will call a man a bitch to get it. Hey bitch. <laughs> pay attention, motherfucker. No, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. I'm grabbing
1: your attention. Oh, he's talking to me. Then we will talk. But this is this is how I am, man. This is what I enjoy.
0: <laughs> I come from a competitive background too. I come from sports. I well, there uh, you go. I actually did boxing. I did uh, there you go. basketball. We played football in the winter time. I mean I've done some things that are very competitive. I come from an art background. Like you see my uh, thing that I did right here. I drew it but I was in an art competition, you know, before. So I come from a pretty competitive background, but it's all about deliverance. It's about deliverance. One of the things I learned doing poetry is how I deliver my poetry, you know, and I deliver my poetry to me in ways that I don't see other people doing it and I want to be different. I yep. strive to be different. I have to be different. I cannot be the same as everybody else.
1: <laughs> and you know the the first book I wrote and the second that I'm writing, I swear I am I swear I say things that are not cult, that are not uh, politically acceptable. Mm-hmm. They're not they it's an 18-year-old plus type of book. It is not meant for kids but I write the way I speak. So there are fucks in there. There are bitches in there. there are, it's not one word after the other, but every now and then you can tell that I'm becoming emotional. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck does that make sense? Question mark. Like, what the hell? But this, I write the way I speak. So that, like my girlfriend uh, read, read some of my book and she's like, yeah, I can hear your voice. When you're, I'm reading and I can hear you talk in my head. It's not my voice. It's your voice that talking, yeah. but this is, I'm true to the person that I am. I don't, not everybody's going to resonate with me and that's okay. But yeah. my techniques work with a specific set of men. And those are the people I talk to like yeah. it or, but I can guarantee you one thing. I never leave anybody uh, in the middle. They always have an opinion about me. You yeah. either really enjoy me or you fucking hate me. I'm, a, I'm never, oh, the guy's okay. No, no, there's no okay. You love me or you fucking hate me. This is how it is.
0: Well, one thing I can say is when I'm at work, a lot of the, the guys have we finally gotten to the point where they finally understand that, yes, I can be fun. I can be humorous. But when it's time for business, Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing with me because now is not the time to play. This is this is what it is. This is what we're dealing with. Let's get let's get past this. And then I can go back to joking again.
1: <laughs> and that's what being a man is all about, knowing when it's appropriate.
0: Yes, indeed. what
1: what a certain situation calls for, and being able to step back, analyze those situations, and react the way. It's needed.
0: Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Yes indeed, bro. Yes indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're saying the same thing, just differently. Just different we're way. saying the same fucking thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so if you had your um if you had your way with it, what would be the first thing that you would do to put the emotion and take out the ego when it comes to muay thai the way that you teach it because i'm pretty sure you teach it based on what you know or what you feel internally so what would you what would be the first thing that you would do to make changes in the new group of people that you teach
1: meditation hundred percent a hundred a hundred ten percent it doesn't matter that I work with you as a life coach, although I really hate that term, but it doesn't matter if I'm working with you on more of a professional coaching or that I'm going to teach you martial art. To me, it is imperative that there is an integration of spirituality through meditation to connect your mind to your body. You, I need to teach consciousness to people to be, aware of the present moment and how they are all the time to try to be conscious of who and what they are at all time it's impossible but it's a nice goal to be able to
0: teach them yes indeed so what would be some of the um identifiers i'll put it that way what would be some of the things that would help you identify that they're actually getting the message versus not
1: Um, you know, one of the beautiful thing about sales is that for 12 years, I got to consciously develop rapport, how Hmm. to create rapport, like you and I, for example, we didn't know each other until an hour ago. We've never spoken before, but we are interacting in a way that we're very comfortable with each other. Yes. And this is something that I developed over the years to be able to read someone and know what I can and cannot give them. Mm -hmm. just i'll push certain buttons to see how the reaction is and based (laughs) on that i'm like okay this is as far as i can take it so here is the domain in which i can play without insulting the other person so Mm -hmm. i'm always and with students is no different with clients it's no different i will Mm -hmm. always push buttons to see where can I, where do I have to stop? Where does it need? How much force? Because I'm a very forceful person. How much force can I use without pissing somebody off? Right. So I'm a button. I'm a button pusher. I'm an instigator. <laughs> I'm an insti- I am definitely an instigator. And this is how I know. This is how I know, okay. is by pushing people's buttons, clients, uh, students. Doesn't matter my mm. friends people i meet i'm always pushing people's buttons <laughs> to see where I, what what can i what type of relationship do we have and within those constraints you can build trust you can build rapport and you can build a free exchange of information yes. it's not because i'm in your instructor that you're not allowed to cri- to criticize me exactly exactly i'm an eternal student and if there's, <laughs> you know, if you know what taught me the most about martial art, it's having that. to teach it,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: being able to understand that, in order for me, it's very humbling to realize that in order to teach a technique. To a 20-year-old, I need to be able to teach it to a Mm 5-year-old. And if I'm not able to break it down to a 5-year-old, that means I don't know my technique enough and I should go back to practice it. This is a very humbling experience to... Admit to yourself that you have a lot of work to do. And unless you're in front of a crowd, you're in front of a group of individuals where you're trying to relay information to them. Mm-hmm. If you see that they're looking at you like a deer in the headlights, <laughs> you're not delivering your message properly. That's, that's and true. it's not their fault. No, that they're not understanding. It's your fucking fault. Yeah. And you need to reassess and figure out what you did wrong. Yes. This yeah. is what teaching the most beautiful thing about teaching is that direct feedback loop Ooh. that if you're aware, you can see it in their reaction right away yeah. that you yeah. are good at what you do or you fucking suck and you need to get better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this thing need to get better. Do what you're supposed to do. And stop playing with it.
1: <laughs> do the fucking work. Yes, 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 yes.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. So let me ask you this: what are what are some of your key takeaways and in, in life, in the life of instructions? Because you are a teacher. What are some of your key takeaways? Things that you want people to understand most about you but at the same time, learn from.
1: I would say that as a man, you need mentors. You need, if there's one thing I wish that a male figure would have taught me younger, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. is how naturally, it's like it's crypted in our DNA of a man. Mm-hmm. We look for father, we look for man figures. When my dad left, I started looking At what i consider to be a strong man i was 14 years old what the hell did i know and i i've been a big fan of rap i listened to wu-tang Nas, tupac in the 90s so to me a guy like mob deep guys like mob deep that comes from the ghetto that have millions of dollars that have beautiful women beautiful cars that are that have guns they're not scared to me when i was 14 this to me was a man this to me are the qualities that a strong man possesses yeah. what the fuck did i know i was 14 years old <laughs> exactly. what the hell did i know so i think that the number one thing is to find mentor because i don't care that you're 14 that's you're 20 that's you're 50 you always need to have mentors the the most successful men on this planet like a and musk for example do you not do you know that he has multiple coaches teaching him how to be better yeah we're talking about one of the richest men on the planet that is humble enough to understand that he doesn't know everything Mm -hmm. and he needs people to keep him accountable
0: yes yes
1: this is the number one thing and this is why i work with people is to be to be sure that they have somebody they can look up to Mm -hmm. that's full of flaws, just like they are, but that understood through life experience, Mm -hmm. that they can, I can teach them principles that will prevent them from doing stupid mistakes that Mm -hmm. don't need to be made because a lot of mistakes can be avoided, but there's a lot of mistakes that you need to make in order to get kicked in the teeth to end up on your knees and say, what the fuck am I supposed to do? (laughs) So if there's something I could relay is that is for men need to have mentors. They need to have strong men that can teach them the ropes that can teach them which path they should consider, not take, but consider.
0: Yes. Yes. One of my, one of my key takeaways is don't be afraid to fail. Oh, you have to. Yes. A person that is afraid to fail is also afraid to grow. And when you're afraid to grow, you stay stagnant in life. And I don't want to see anyone stagnant in life. <laughs>
1: but this is the most beautiful thing about martial arts. You, I don't care how cool you think you are, show up to a gym that's filled with killers. Be humble and start practicing with them you'll understand very fast that you suck they will humiliate you not in a way that they're doing it on purpose they will humiliate your ego into becoming humble and understanding that man in a in a brazilian jiu-jitsu class you can have a guy tap you 15 times in a row within within a roll of five minutes the guy taps you pop 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 and then you look at the guy is this skinny pothead that looks like he plays video games all day, but yet he's able to do anything he wants to you. He does it with a smile. He, he's like, hey, bro, you okay? Yeah? Okay, cool. This is what you did wrong. Oh, shit. Thank you. You want to go again? Yeah? Oh, cool. <laughs> you can 10, 15, 20 session and this is exactly applicable to the rest of your life. Yes. Sales job, you know that in the cell in the type of cells that we did we got rejected 90% of the people we got rejected by 90% of the people that we approached we made a killing on 10% yes do you think i'm discouraged when somebody tells me no i'm like okay high five next one
0: right, i don't care exactly. i don't care
1: to fail anymore <laughs> it's just failing is part of it Yes, it There's is. no success without failing. Yes. And the best way to be taught, the best lessons you can learn are through pain and through suffering.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: will never learn as much as hitting rock bottom.
0: Oh my goodness, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. But, it,
1: but you know, it takes a strong will to admit that to yourself and to look at rock bottom as a good thing. Because exactly. to me, this is also a big problem that I see: is we reject pain for pleasure, yet pleasure has never taught you anything worth knowing, while pain is the greatest teacher. And there's no pain without pleasure, and there's no pleasure without pain.
0: So yeah, yeah, life, life is full circle. best for certain.
1: <laughs> and you need to embrace it. Yes. being like the midlife crisis when you're fucking confused and you're like. What am I supposed to do? I've lived half of my life. What am I doing next? This is a beautiful moment.
0: That's true. It's
1: beautiful to be there hurting and like, holy shit, I wish my mommy was here to help me out.
0: But, <laughs> but
1: this is a, we should embrace those moments because they're pivoting points. They're turning points in their lives yes. that can give you the potential to become who you were meant to be or to completely destroy you. It is up to you what you want to do with that moment. Indeed. It's hundred percent your responsibility.
0: Indeed. So I'm getting close to my time here. Tell me and the audience, where can we reach you?
1: You can find me on YouTube at Nico Lagan. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook at coach Nico Lagan. And you can even find me on TikTok at Nico Lagan coach.
0: That's what's so, up, just
1: man. type in Nico Lagan everywhere and you'll see my bald headed face somewhere. Spell it, find for, me.
0: spell it for them because mm-hmm. you know everybody can
1: <laughs> Yep, yep. Nico Lagan. So that's Nico Nico and space L A G A N.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. I am looking forward to getting the opportunity to. Do some more interviewing with me. I truly enjoyed this, bro.
1: Anytime I, you want, brother. I'll <laughs> I've i st- I've started doing lives because all my podcasts are done in person. Austin. So oh shit, you're close to Austin, aren't you?
0: Yes, yes. I work in Austin actually. <laughs> so we can actually get a chance to probably intertwine over there in Austin. <laughs> L- let's uh
1: let's let's keep in touch because I'm still here for Two weeks, and I always want to record podcasts. Awesome, awesome. I, I, there's nothing. Love for That's
0: what's up. Hey, I look forward to it, man. Most definitely. Send
1: your schedule. Send your schedule. We'll figure something out.
0: Most definitely, I definitely send it to you as soon as we're done here. I shoot that over to you, to your pod match, and we will get it going. No doubt. <laughs> Sounds
1: good to me, brother. Sounds good to me.
0: Thanks a lot, my bro. This is definitely been awesome it's been a blessing my bro and yeah man definitely stay strong and stay passionate to what you're doing man because it's not enough of us out here so far we know now there's two of us but it's not enough (laughs)
1: likewise brother Likewise.
0: Say it easy, en-
1: my bro. <laughs> Enjoy your day. Say hi to your wife and congratulations to her to stand you for 26 years.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend. Yeah, man. <laughs> Peace and blessings, my bro. Bye, man. Enjoy the YTP entertainment. Have a wonderful day, bro. <laughs> yeah, you too, brother. <laughs> Bye-bye.